Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the City SC Report podcast. Joining me today is Joe. How you doing, Joe? Hey, good to be here. And also uh, joining us for the first time uh, is Ryan. Hi. AKA, AKA St. Louis Stars on all the socials. Yeah. Ryan's been a behind-the-scenes guy for us so far, So, but we're happy to finally have... Uh, have you join us so welcome bud thanks um yeah absolutely so this is it episode 10 we finally made it to double digits uh it's not terrible considering we just started doing this at the beginning of the year january 15th to be exact so averaging about one a month um not exactly the pace we wanted to be at but i'm sure we'll eventually get back to a, a couple doing a couple times a month um next year would be nice to have that as a as a goal and as well as eventually buying the appropriate equipment to record in person um, which should make for better quality all around better content one thing we did recently is uh we decided that uh, mr joseph chambers here is our permanent co-host so applause applause everywhere around for that so for better or worse so those of you who, if you're glad uh, I'm on, then good deal. And if you're like, oh no, this guy's on again, then uh, sorry, we'll be hearing more of each other. Yeah, let it, let us know either way. Um, yeah, I think this will this will help shape the podcast, um, make us better uh, overall for now and in the into the future. Um, Especially as we're building towards, uh, you know, we are building towards MLS. There's going to be a lot yeah. more podcasting for us to uh, to do going going forward here. Exactly, man. So yeah, so here we are. It's it's a Saturday. St. Louis uh, Academy teams play today. Is that right? This afternoon? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And they are away in Indiana. Is that correct? They're playing a what team named Midwest United FC, and I am not, I know nothing about that club. Uh, um, it is Michigan. He was, see, Ryan knows his uh, stuff. Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. See, Ryan, we put you on, and right away yeah. you're correcting us, and he's you got smart all the man. facts. He is yeah. a very smart man. That's why That's yeah. why he's on, to, to cover our mistakes. I just had to so, read it on Twitter today. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure they'll play in Indiana sooner or later, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you gotta, you guys gotta excuse me a little bit. I'm kind of dragging today, so I got non soccer story here, really quick. Okay. The wife and I, the wife and I spent uh, August was a dry month for us. We finally decided, and for those that know me and know her, know that. Uh, that's that's kind of tough. That's very tough for us. We we enjoy our adult beverages, so we went. We decided, you know, we're getting up there in age, and just with COVID, COVID led to more drinking, and you know, not that we had COVID, but you know what I mean. The COVID era led to uh, more drinking on our part, and um, we just decided uh, we needed a stop, and it helped. Um, we both lost weight, and exercising and it was good for us physically and mentally but last night you know months over now we're into september we're not going back to our ways but we decided to do something really crazy 
last night. We went to uh, Missouri Botanical Garden, had a wine festival. And for some silly reason, we decided that it would be a, a good idea for us to go to it. It's pretty neat. You know, it was a beautiful night last night. They had over 250 wines to sample. You know, you don't get like a full glass, obviously. You, they, it was a full glass that you actually got, the, the, the tasting glass, souvenir glass. Um, but every representative from the wineries were supposed to just pour like, you know, an ounce, ounce to two somewhere. Some of them, I don't know if it's because I was a guy or what, but they were, you know, we would get the same wine and they kept over pouring my portion. So, so long story short, um, we both feel bad today, not feeling great, but it didn't stop me from, uh, you know, because it is the weekends and I'm trying just to drink on the weekends now or keep my drinking to the weekends. So I just popped open an OJ run from Narrow Gauge because, um, you know, it's Saturday and uh, why not? Are you guys uh, drinking any beers by chance? No, I was going to say I, I opened up an Oktoberfest flatly um, before the podcast nice. started. Nice. Good choice. You're not going to drink it during the podcast? Uh, it, yeah. it, it, it might help. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have it open. All right. Well, um, I'm drinking coffee during the podcast and saving my uh, my alcohol drinking for later today. I uh, yeah. So, but this is uh, none of this is irrelevant. I think a lot of soccer fans are fans of drinking while watching soccer. I, I think those uh, I, I think Absolutely. those two topics go together. Yeah, no, I agree. In fact, I've been thinking about uh, doing a series um, on soccer and beer, or at least writing some sort of um, just opinion piece on it, and yeah. just uh, touching on that that point right there, exactly. And if you know, and this will probably go in my story, that uh, there are even some breweries around St. Louis that have, you know, helped support soccer in one way or another. Um, you know, everything from second shift with their St. Luligans brew. Brewligans. Yeah, Brewligans. Yeah, Brewligans. Yeah, what am I thinking? See, I told you, I'm dragging yeah. today. My my mind's not working. Yeah. Brewligans. I even have one in my fridge. I don't know why. I said yeah. That. And then, you know, Schlafly, of course, big soccer yeah. supporters. They've made the, the beer for uh, St. Louis FC. And I'm sure they'll they'll do something for City SC. I mean, there's so many local brewers that get into that because, I mean, soccer soccer culture yeah. and supporters' bars and things are uh, yeah. an inextricable part of that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Soccer and beer, man, go hand in hand. Just like, yeah. um, I mean, beer and most sports do, but for some reason when it comes to soccer, it just feels a little bit, a little bit closer. You know, I mean, I know, you know, there have been some beers that have been, you know, directly related to, like, the Cardinals with the Stan Musial, I think Four Hands put that out. I th- was it Four Hands? No, UCBC. But anyway, yeah, Urban Chestnut. Chestnut. Yeah, you, you had it. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's that. <laughs> well, that's just, our beer. That's our beer talk. Yeah. Well, speaking of breweries, I was I was just thinking of the breweries near the stadium, and we have Slafly nearby. Um, yep. Not a brewery, but we have Brick River Cider that's going to be very, very close. I've actually. Where walked. are they located? They're just um, a little bit north of the stadium. Um, oh, really? A bit further than Schlafly. And I've actually okay. walked that walk, taking photos and stuff. But just. Uh, and actually, after the St. Louisian event, we 
<laughs> I was hanging out with fake Mitch and we, we ended up a little <laughs> bit past <laughs> Brick River Cider over at a bar near there. But um, yeah, so we have those two and then there's four hands not too far away. And then, you know, on the other, on the west side, you have, we're not that far from uh, a couple of them. The, uh, uh, I'm thinking of the two different places. Um, but there's there's a five or six breweries really I mean it goes on and on with breweries yeah. in the area, but close to the stadium. And you figure too, eventually someone's uh gonna open up a, a proper pub of some sort. Doesn't have to necessarily be soccer related, but you would think something near the stadium, um, besides Schlafly and uh what's the um what's that little bar there by Union Station, uh, right across the street from the from the stadium um is it maggie o'brien maggie o'brien's yeah yeah yeah. so i mean you figure there's got to be there's going to be more heck if not just put it in union station yeah so the ones i was thinking about um so over in mid not that far away midtown we have center ice brewery that's nearby Mm -hmm. we have well spent um urban chestnut and you also have the urban chestnut in the grove which isn't that far away four hands There's a, there's a lot. It's it's exciting mm-hmm. to have those nearby. Yeah, absolutely agree. It's cool. And it's going to be interesting awesome. to see yeah, what gets built up around the new stadium. I think once there are games there, I think it's really going to change what people are going to want to open in that end of downtown. And I think it's I, I'll be very curious to see what that looks like. Any entrepreneurs listening on here? There's your get in now, quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, Ryan, speaking of the stadium. Uh, when was the last time you were down there and how's it shaping up? Yeah, good question. Um, I, so I, I try to go down weekly and this week, I believe I went on Monday during lunch and usually during lunch, there's not as much going on because all Mm -hmm. the, a lot of the workers are taking a break as well, but it's harder to see in now that the walls are built up, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, work going on or completely around the stadium. Um, Trying to think of all the different things. I, I believe the there's definitely a lot of work going on in the training facility currently. There's a lot of different so the steel's complete. And so the cranes are gone. And we're starting to see a lot of the you know the the detail work put in. But yeah, it's been really fun to watch. It's all fascinating because it, like I'm a software developer and I don't understand the complex you know, how every they get all everything right with yeah. uh construction so it's pretty amazing pretty, to see it yeah it is yeah i totally agree i i, I know that uh we've had some uh, a couple of the steel workers i think they were steel workers i'm pretty sure they were the they posted on our facebook page some updates on that now i don't know if their job is done now completely but um i mean that's got to be cool too imagine being a fan and that's your job is to help build the stage. <laughs> yeah, just I, like the coolest thing. Yeah, I've been able to talk to people uh, just walking around the stadium, and I talked to a guy that worked on Bush Stadium. You know, it's like these people. Um, a lot of the people are from St. Louis and have a long history. You know, doing construction in St. Louis, and they're they take great pride in what they do, and it's fun to meet them. So I don't know. It's, it makes it more fun when you hear the individual stories of the people that are developing the stadium. And it's exciting. Um, I mean, I, I know some people I've talked to some fans who say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm 
I'll be way more interested when there's you know team on the field. That's all I'm waiting for. But I love seeing stadium details. It's part of you know when I watch foreign games, I love seeing the differences in the stadiums from the different countries or the different neighborhoods that they come from and how they you know they they've all got their own flavor. I'm so excited that we get to be part of that, and I. You know, it's it's fun to watch the process of watching it go up. It looks like a stadium now when you look at it. It's not done, but you can tell it's a stadium. You're exactly right. I watched <clears throat> this morning. I watched the um, Crystal Palace and Tottenham game. That was a was, good game. Yeah, that was fun to watch. How Zaha didn't get a red card, direct red card for that little scuffle with that other guy was beyond me. Or why the other guy didn't either. But anyway, he's he's a Super exciting to watch, by the way. Oh my god, so fast, just so messy. Oh, yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, but seeing their stadium and Joe, didn't you say that that's where they shoot uh, Ted Lasso the games? Yeah, that's uh, Cellar Spark, where Crystal Palace play is the the, the stand in for the the home stadium for AFC Richmond. There, uh, yeah. So that's why they use those colors for the the Ted Lasso team because then it they, they filmed the totally the matters. actual games in that. And it's one of those traditional great stadiums that it's where it's actually like part of the neighborhood and it's they take a lot of pride in where they are in London and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I that's why I love that St. Louis is building a stadium, you know, downtown. MLS has tried to get more of those, get away from, you know, that that suburban stadium thing that some of them are. You know, I don't want to see us be the New England Revolution playing out in Foxborough in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know, right. you you, you got to be a part of the city you're in. Or how Chicago Fire used to be at their uh, Toyota Stadium out in yeah. wherever that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was really trash. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. That's Oh, and speaking of the stadium, um, you just reminded me, or this whole conversation has reminded me, that um, the team is having vaccine events uh, down at the stadium at 20th and Market to give out shots uh friday september 17th from one to five um i guess the name of the park is Allo park and let's see everyone being vaccinated will receive a free city sc t-shirt and free ice cream and can enter a special drawing to receive a city scarf and a private tour for four of the new stadium after construction is finished next year and then they'll have an additional clinic on friday october 22nd Part of me is jealous that I wish I could get vaccinated just to get the free T-shirt. Yeah, uh, I know. Put that aside, <laughs> as long as it means more St. Louisans are getting vaccinated, it's right. okay. I will. I'll put my personal jealousy aside. Uh, I can. I can always buy a T-shirt. I, you know, I've got my vaccine. Yeah, same here. You know, and uh, Joe, it's good you for and the I were team. talking. I've, it is. And it's great. It's good for sports. It's good for everything. No matter what what you think of the vaccine, you know, because it's very politicized even though it shouldn't be in my opinion the the quicker we all get vaxxed quicker we can return and go to pack stadiums and bars and cheer on your teams and fellow fans exactly exactly get that done people (laughs) okay well let's let's talk about the academy shall we yeah they've got two games under they've won both of them uh the first now when i say they, I'm just going to say, um, we're just talking about the U17 teams. No offense to the U16, but let's just talk about the U17 guys, okay? Okay. Is that, is that cool with everybody? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, my that dog says yes, too. Okay. <laughs> They've played two games, right? 
They yeah. won the first match up in Chicago, four to three, and then they with uh, who was it? Perez scored the very first goal in Miguel. St. Louis. Yeah, Miguel Perez. Uh, so he scored the very first goal. That'll go down in history. So we remember that for uh, sports trivia in the future. And then uh, last weekend they had their first quote home game unquote. Um, out at uh, Crevecore, and where they took on uh, a little team from Minnesota, and they won uh, eight to one. So that must have been a really close game, to, real nail biter there. Let's see, Ryan, you, you, oh, I'm sorry, Ryan went to the first game, right? Yeah, Ryan was at the uh, at the the road game. Yeah, so it was my uh, birthday weekend, and. The the team did a great job um, on Twitter and other social media platforms uh, hyping up the game as well in the St. Louisans as well, and so that got me excited the whole week. So I woke up at 5 a.m. and I drove up to Bridgeville, Illinois, on August 28th, and I got there perfectly right as the U16 team started, and they quickly were down. Um, uh, let's see. I, I have the notes. They were they were down 0-1, and they were able to f- come back and finish 2-1. And they started about 10:30 a.m. Uh, game began at noon, and we fell behind again 0-2. And then Miguel Perez in the 28th minute was the one that scored the goal to you know to get things going for us. And let's see the yeah. So in the we, at one point it was three 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 and Pope scored on he he it was his birthday, um oh, and cool. in the eighty in the eighty minute he scored to make it four three to um win the game. But I also I got that on video. Yeah, and you shared that on our our page too, didn't you? Our Facebook page, I believe. Yeah, both Pope's goal and Perez's. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So if if you listeners get a chance, if you haven't seen it. You can uh, go to our Facebook page and check out both videos. Enjoy the first game winner. Yeah. Also, the uh, we realized, I realized, I found it. I was just curious, <clears throat> looking up, uh, we're trying to figure out where exactly the academy teams would be playing their home matches out in De Pere. I came across that they're actually streaming. Um, now, I didn't get a chance. I... I had to work last Saturday. I work uh, on call for a brewery, and they don't use me that often, but last Saturday they had to, so I wasn't able to make it out there. But um, they do stream. I don't know if if you guys have seen the streaming video. I don't know. I, I can't say anything about the quality. Um, I don't even know if it's still up to watch. Honestly, I haven't checked it out since. Uh, we do have the link on our Facebook page. Did either of you guys catch it by chance? I, I know, Joe, you actually went to the game, so I'd like to hear about that. But first, did uh, have you guys seen any of the streaming video that I'm talking about for home? I just want to see. I if, have uh, not, so I'm not sure what the uh, the quality is like. I'm glad that they're trying to stream it. I think that that is yeah. a, a good thing to be doing just so that people can, can check them out. Um, the, the first game in Chicago, I actually got to spend the second half talking to the guy that was live streaming it, and he ran into heat issues, battery issues, and cell service issues. <laughs> but he was a super nice guy, and he did the best he could, and I cheered him on. <laughs> it was, 
it, is he the is he doing the video work here at uh, Creefcore or good or do you question. Know? He did he did mention Creefcore, so he may be the person. I I I what I didn't see him at the the game in Creefcore, so I am not sure if he's the long term mm. videographer or not. But um, I'm I'm hoping the team continues to live stream the events because I'm not going to be able to go to every one of them, and it'd be fantastic to yeah. watch. Yeah, it'd be nice to. Uh, no offense to whoever that guy was, because um, yeah. he he did, you know, he was trying to do the best he could. Um, but it, w- it would be really nice if eventually they got like a little like production crew or something. Hopefully that develops into something uh, better and more stable. Well, what was he using? Didn't you say uh, like a get some sort of rig, right, Ryan? So he, he had a pretty pretty incredible system. He had. A MacBook Pro, a MacBook Air. He had a multiple cameras at the top, so he had a backup camera. He had a huge screen that he was showing me. He, like so, it, it. I mean, it was a ten thousand dollar plus system that he had, from what hmm. I could tell. And it was just a l- lack of experience. Um, and he he was like, "Yeah, I just I've just got started doing this, and I'm gonna get better." And it's uh, he just wasn't ready to you know, to like ace it yet. Cause he just hadn't yeah. had the, the ability to troubleshoot the different problems he would face. Hmm. But as far as we know, he wasn't like, he just got permission from the team to do it, but he's not actually like, correct. I, he, works yeah, the team. I, I'm not sure if he's the long-term solution or not, but, um, yeah. and that's for away games. It looks like the home games from last week are, are actually posted by the Creve park soccer complex seems to be. Yeah. Who, the, the video has been put up by so i guess the the home and away are being done differently so i'm not i i'd love to hear from the team what the if there is a comprehensive long-term plan for streaming uh they've been a little quiet about that so one thing i had written down was uh to think the 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 city social media team did a fantastic job of of live tweeting the game I didn't follow it because I was at the first game, but then later I went back and was able to like watch, you know, like follow the, you know, the, the different events during the game to get and also just to get facts of what happened. So I thought that was great. Cool. I was just going to check really quick to uh, see if those videos were still up by chance. The, I know the, the home game ones are still up. I'm not sure. Are they? About the, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the, the away ones, the home ones are still up and looks like pretty good video quality. So, I mean, honestly, yeah, I've watched yeah, USL no. games. I've watched USL games that look worse than this. So, right. At, uh, you know, for the academy level, I, I, I think it's a, I, I'm, I'm glad it's up there. People can go and check it out and, and see some of these youngsters play it who didn't make it. But the thing is, it's actually, it's worth going to these games. These kids are, this is really entertaining soccer, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, these are some of the best kids at their age. You got to remember that. I think that's really cool. And, you know, we'll, we'll eventually most likely see a couple of these guys in a few years on the first team. I mean, you got to think that. That's very possible. I mean, that's what's so exciting about Academy Games. Yeah, the, these are guys who, are, who have already been noticed by an MLS club here to be playing in an MLS Academy. These are not kids playing for a small local high school hoping to get noticed by a scout these are the guys who've been noticed by the scouts these are this is really these are very high quality players for sure ryan what was your experience like in chicago what did you yeah so in chicago 
Um, so on the uh, we were just north of the SeatGeek Stadium on brand new artificial grass fields with wood infill, and on one side was the parents and me and the and the cameraman, and the other side were the the two teams under Chicago Fire tents. So where I was at, I was able to get right to get right on the field. I was like right there, and the skill and the fearlessness of the teams was jaw dropping. I I enjoyed every moment of it. I was I was able to focus on the game and just enjoy it. And I I had just a wonderful, beautiful day, and it was just awesome to see live soccer. You know, like the speed, the you know the you know just the skill level, like amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Just really quick, I am looking. They have the Creve Core soccer actually has. Hang on one second. Um, Creve Core Park Soccer Complex has a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to, and that's where you can check out both the City U17 and U16 games. And really quick, I'm going to see what it is like. Yeah, very yeah, basic. Uh, Half line camera. It's up high can see everything i don't know if there's any audio but it is good quality uh, videos so you can yeah, see those all games yeah you'll just probably oh and they even have a ticker up on the left hand side saying the teams and score and time so that's cool yeah i mean you'll probably have to kind of figure out who the players are on your own players and numbers but that's okay yeah there's absolutely no commentary which is fine. Yeah. So the team so did Joe, tweet out a roster. So I mean, they they're yeah exactly. You can you can track these guys even though they're, you know, the youngsters. And Joe, you went to this home match that I'm watching on YouTube right here. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, I think Ryan and I both went to that second, uh, you oh, know, the Ryan. first home match. Um, it, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I think actually for U16, U17 games, it was a pretty good atmosphere. Obviously, a lot of it's you know, parents and some of these kids, but there were fans there. I've talked to some fans who consider themselves serious soccer fans who are not there because they're related to a kid who mm-hmm. are just getting hyped and excited for St. Louis City. Some I talked to a couple of guys who they were only occasional lower division soccer fans before. Like for someone like me, I'll go watch whatever the highest level is we've got here. I had season yeah. tickets to go watch St. Louis FC every season. But there's going to be people who are more excited for MLS going forward who talk to a couple guys who, you know, they came out to a couple St. Louis FC games before. They watched when they played an MLS team, uh, you know, in the Open Cup a couple of years ago. But now they're out here watching U17s because they're excited for MLS. The fact that fans like that are already coming out, I think people are getting hyped. And the quality of play was really good. You know, these are, nice. I I definitely think, you know, a few of these kids are going to be moving up th- from here. So, uh, Ryan, what did you see that uh, that stood out to you in those uh, in that game? I, I remember from the the first game in Bridgeview, and then this game, I've definitely seen different uh, standout players that just the the skill level just. I mean, there's a kid named Caden Glover who was number 46 out there. If somebody does want to watch, you know, go back and watch one of these games, I thought he looked like one of the best players. After the game, hearing from other fans that he was actually one of the youngest players on the field, I was assuming he was one of the oldest, you know, a kid who barely fit the U-17 cutoff. And no, he's a year younger than some of those other guys. So, you know, if you're showing those kind of skills in your early mid-teens, 
you know, love to see what these guys will look like at 18, 19. I like that they're playing high pressure soccer, that they were really pressing hard. They're getting, making good runs. And every time a city player had the ball and made a run, somebody else was making the far post run so that you've got options to try and cross balls in and put balls on goal. That's, that's very mature play from teenagers. You're not just, this is not like watching high school ball for a lot of us who've grown up, you know, and seen the teams from our high school where you've got one or two really standout players. It's a whole team of those guys. And so they're, they're actually working in support of each other and making those runs, you know, in a way that, that looks beyond their years in a lot of ways. I did think it was a little funny the few times you could see that these, it would make you forget you're watching high school kids until something would happen that looked like a, a teenager game. The one goal they gave up, the keeper just misfighted. He looked like a teenager for a minute. Most of the time, he looked like a very mature, seasoned player, but he came out on a ball that he should have fallen on top of, and he didn't, and Shattuck St. Mary scored. And you're going to still see mistakes like that where it was just clearly a kid making a mistake. And then you're, you remember, like, oh, wait, this guy's 16 years old. That's going to happen. But, yeah, I didn't realize that they had scored so quickly and in the match. I think it was six minutes. And Something then, like that, yeah. And then the, the cool thing is, is that then the team, just by the score alone, obviously just shut them down and scored eight goals from that point on and, and ended up winning eight to one. I have, so I didn't write down their first names, although I do have them in front of me. Uh, Kai Pope scored a brace. Mikey Lay scored a brace. Perez scored another goal. I'm probably going to mispronounce this. Uh, Anthony Foppel, Foppel maybe? Something like uh, that. He scored, Tyler Sargent scored, and uh, Jacob Lusignan, Lusignan, Lusignan maybe, he scored as well. So, yeah, eight goals. And in that, that first game, um, Pope Perez, Foppel, and Glover scored in that game. So, so far, that means, if my math is correct, Kai Pope leads the team so far in goals with three, and then Perez has two, Foppel has two, and Lay has two. And then Sergeant Lusignan and Glover both have, all three have one apiece. You like to see them spreading it around like that. And some of the best play I saw was from the non-goal scorers helping set some of that up. Caden Glover's forward who didn't get on the score sheet in the second game, but looked great. Um, yeah. Aaron Hurd, midfielder, getting great pressure during the game. You, you know, they're there's enough talent spread around that they're going to create mismatches. And that's what they did to Shattuck St. Mary's who I didn't know much about going into it, but apparently is a fantastic hockey program. I'm sure any hockey fans listen to this, uh, maybe already knew that, but it's a school that had something like eight guys go to the, go in the NHL draft this year or people who come through Shattuck St. Mary's. So fantastic hockey program, soccer program, Soccer maybe not maybe so it's much. not quite at that level, <laughs> but they didn't look bad. That's the thing; they they weren't a bad team, yeah. but the the pressure got to them. Uh, you know that if you're constantly sending guys on runs, you know you're going to create stuff, and they were good at creating. Um, how was the crowd at uh, Creve Corps? I know the Luligans did a a little tailgate, um, not their usual tailgate because of restrictions, but. Um, they did a little tailgate nonetheless before it. I saw somebody commenting that uh, they thought it was awesome that they could hear um, chants. What was all that about? 
Well, I, so I have some notes from the tailgate. So the tailgate started at 1030, and, and I believe it was Mandy from the St. Louis City team that passed out Caleb Caleb's uh, business cards, which magically hmm. turned into free beer. Uh, oh, wow. Nice. It's kind of funny. I, ho- I hope that tradition continues. Yeah. And unfortunately, Caleb was missing because I believe he was on the way to Nashville or already in Nashville for the World Cup qualifier. Yeah. Um, right. So rain appeared and uh, the St. Louisans walked their tents to the, the field. So the rain wasn't too bad. It was actually kind of fun. Um, they they had their um, their trailer out there and uh, I don't know. We were all we all had a good time, um, and uh, I don't I don't remember the chance, but I I remember you know like seeing real real Mitch and fake Mitch join together <laughs> and photo together. <laughs> That's cool. And and Brad, and if a- you don't if you don't know the story behind that, um, check out the latest episode of the This Is Silly podcast yeah. by the St. Luligans. You'll they'll explain that real Mitch, OG Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and I was going to say, uh, Brad had a pink shirt on, which hysterically matched perfectly with, it seemed to be perfectly with our, our keeper's uh, outfit. So oh, was, nice. Yeah. Um, I want to buy one of those. I If the team could just <laughs> print off a few more of those keeper kits, uh, I would buy one. He had the, the bright yeah. pink short sleeve shirt with the St. Louis City crest on it. It's, I mean, it's, they're all just... They're just generic Adidas shirts, but it, it looks yeah. nice to see that, and I would absolutely spend money on that, uh, you know, if that just makes some extras. So I ran into some enthusiastic parents that I met in Chicago, which is fun. They they recognized me, and we got to talk. That was fun. Cool. Um, I saw Matt Siebeck, uh show. He had his city city red shoes on, but he appeared in a city van, and, and, and he ended up parking in front of all – like he found a parking spot in front of the the bleachers, the stands. I saw the the Soccer Capital podcast crew appeared. Mike Turner and producer Mason and their KC loving friend. Um, they and they had a two hour drive each way. So you definitely should check out their podcast. They were they were a riot. The more people, the merrier. Um, yeah. So yeah. it was all good. I I'm trying to remember the chants that were going on, but there was definitely music played. Yeah, yeah. They they brought out two drums, right? That's all they were gonna do, one or two drums. Yeah, yeah it was a lot more laid back than uh, than than what we're gonna see eventually at the at the pro level. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, anything else to add, Joe, about the that what you saw at that game? I the one other play that stood out to me uh, watching St. Louis uh, taking an indirect kick in the box and listening to a couple other fans comment to me that again, when you forget that these are high schoolers saying that they couldn't remember the last time they were watching a pro game and saw an indirect in the box where you end up with a wall, basically <laughs> yeah. set up practically on the goal line there. Uh, yeah. It's not the most common play at the higher levels, but right. it, it was, it was a, the right call. A lot the of refs was actually a fairly well refed game for the most part. The, this is still U 16 and U 17 ball, but, yeah. uh, but, but it's it's worth going to watch uh, for any fans who are not really sure if if they're just going to hold out and wait for the uh, you know the real team two years from now. This is a great way to spend some time and uh, and hang out with some fans between now and then. I will definitely be going back a couple of more times here to uh, to go check them out again. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited about doing that as well. I I can't wait to get out there. Like I said, I had to work um, last home game, which was rare for me. I've I've 
only worked three days so far this whole year. I brewed one day, and then I bartended twice now, and that's it. So I'm just on call. Um, and of course, it just happened to be at their first home game. But you know, I wanted to point out to the listener, though, you know, and th- this is just kind of a, a I think should be said because you touched on it, Joe. These are kids still, so on future podcasts and on the Facebook page and all the socials, you know, we won't say any, we don't really want to criticize these kids for anything. We want to help promote them and cheer them on and help them be the best players they can. So we'll talk about, you know, we'll talk about them and mention them by name, but we're only going to say positive things really. I mean, we, we said the keeper made a mistake. That's because it was, it was just a mistake. You know, he otherwise had a good game. I mean, these are, yeah, it, yeah, shut them uh, down after that. I don't know yeah. how many shots they had on goal, but I mean, just to, you take away that one goal, and that's a total clean sheet. And I think most of the fans realize that you're watching, you know, the young kids. It's a, I obviously not the same level of banter with the opposing team that you're going to yeah. get, you know, with with grown professional players who are being paid to be there. I, I think the the fans all knew that and respected it. Uh, in a little bit different atmosphere there, but that's great. It's you know, you keep it light and fun. Yeah, and that's that's just the way we've got to approach this, you know, just support them, look for great things, talk about it, you know, praise and reward, overlook and enjoy, the bad things and not be too critical. Enjoy yeah, just watching enjoy. some good soccer. Exactly. And our future, hopefully some of those guys, like we've said many, many times, are going to be uh, future players on the first team. Yeah, really cool stuff. Anything, uh, Ryan, to add about either either match? First no, I, just, uh, I I enjoyed the experience of, you know, especially after, you know, 2020 and COVID and not, you know, I'm a big concert fan, not being able to get to good concerts or live, no. you know, live sports and be able to get out and just see, you know, live sports and see talented young, you know, professionals uh, perform is it was amazing. It was uh, just a, a great experience overall. Yeah. I mean, watching live soccer, it's, one thing yeah. to watch it on TV, but to see it in person is truly spectacular. It really is. And because soccer and baseball are the two sports that get it right, that uh, if you've got talented young people, get them on that track towards a pro career early. Yep. Quit pretending that the U.S. college system is your minor leagues in the way that some sports do, and get those kids on an academy team. And, and let them work their way up through the levels. I mean, Ricardo Pepe playing for the U.S. men's national team yes. this week, being you know savior of the U.S. men's team, who came up through the academy system in mm-hmm. Dallas and, and played at these at the youth levels for them, played at the, the reserve league levels for them, and has now made a name for himself. I want to see the next one of those guys coming through here. Absolutely. And, and we also, we... we we shouldn't leave out the other two MLS next teams that are in St. Louis, both at St. Louis FC Academy and uh, Lou Fuse, I believe, you know, they're playing yeah, the same. I don't, I don't know if those teams they, will end up playing each other or not, but. And they might, you know I'm not sure what the setup of the, uh, of the league is. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of communication for this. I think they could have, I, and maybe it is because they're, you know, just academy. I don't mean to say just academy, but that their academy and their kids. But but it just that's the impression I get that they could have they could have you know they could be since we don't have a first team or reserve team. These are our teams right now. You know 
I think in so many of the MLS markets, this is obviously a secondary thing after mm -hmm. the, the MLS teams. We're kind of the exception here because we don't have a first team to watch yet. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I, I think MLS sees this as a very back burner kind of thing in, in a way that, you know, to me, it's it's more exciting. But, you yeah. know, I, I don't think the league is hyping it as an overall competition in the. Uh, it, no. And I, and I do get that. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's, it is because, you know, you have your MLS team and then you have your under 23 reserve team and then you have your academy teams. And, you know, we don't even have that second level yet. We only have these two teams. But that'll be interesting next year. Next year, MLS is supposed to be relaunching the full-on MLS Reserve League that hasn't been around for a few years. Uh, it's not even just going to be U23s. It's supposed to That's be like a, a no-age limit uh, for players being loaned down and brought back up uh, right. to separate, to try and split up the, the second division, trial, third division. Players on trial and whatnot. Right, and so um, and C City is going to have a team in that league, so that's going to be we're going to be able to watch games against guys who some of whom may be full-time MLS guys on a loan down, you know, recovering from injury, or guys who are on the bubble for those first-team spots in other cities. It's it's going to yeah. be even a, a whole other step up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really fun too, actually. It'll be exciting to watch. I'm curious to see where they're going to play. The team has not announced that yet. They've said that they are going to play in that league, but not where they're going to play their home games. I, I know a they're... place they can play. <laughs> it's in Fenton. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that and, be great? Uh, <laughs> I would love to go watch him out there. I'm not sure what the uh, arrangements are like between City and some of the other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Local soccer not, people probably probably won't happen, but. One can dream, right? My my mind's been set on like 2023, so the academy game snuck up on me. So that's one. Of, it's it's exciting that we're already we have any games going on, and I that's I'm just thrilled that we get to go out and watch soccer. That's going to end up someday, you know, being our first team. You're going to be seeing some of those first real signings getting to play. You know, they've said yeah. that they're playing in that league. And so some of these uh, guys who they're planning on playing in the first team in 2023, yeah, you have to think you're going to sign them early, play them as a reserve for a year, you know, get them locked in on that contract. Uh, yeah. So I want to see how that works or if we're going to be signing guys early and then loaning them out to a, another market. I want to you know, be able to follow our guys. All right. Well, anything else to add, guys, before I wrap it up? No, I, d I just uh, just exciting to be able to, you know, as I said earlier, just exciting to uh, finally be able to watch our team play. And you know what's even more exciting? To finally have you on, Ryan. Thanks so oh. much for joining us. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope uh, you continue to uh, take part. Thank you. And not and not just sit in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. You can say well, whatever you want. We uh, recently all got together in uh, at Luella. That's right. Really fun. We did. That's right. We did. We had our first um, City SC report little get-together at Llewellyn's and Webster Groves. Um, six of us showed up. Uh, Matt Baker couldn't make it. We were going to crash his pad down in the Ozarks, but nice. we decided, we decided he, he, to leave him alone. Plus, he didn't uh, provide the address, so... That would have been tough to find him anyway. And 
Yeah, I mean, six of what? I think there's 10 or 11 of us in total. So six out of 10, six out of 11, that's not bad. Um, and yeah, it was fun. We had a, we got to talk. We uh, announced that Joe's the co-host, announced that um, Jordan is uh, the equivalent for our um, website, which we're going to continue to improve upon. Um, threw around some ideas, different ideas for the podcast, different ideas for our group in general. And yeah, it was a good time. We drank some good beers, enjoyed our company, company of each other, and had and some that laughs. Means for anybody listening, fun. that uh, for anybody listening, that just means more content coming out. Uh, yeah, to be able to to build on here. Yeah, yeah, awesome. be growing, getting better. But in the meantime, that's it for this episode. I uh, want to thank. Uh, course my beautiful co-host joe thanks joe for uh being on once again not sure how i feel about that description but thank you i guess <laughs> no worries uh and ryan like i said man thanks so much for being on um i'm glad you finally decided ryan's had a lot of ideas um these past months uh some of them really good some of them uh different <laughs> But but he's a good sport, and um, yeah. it's always good to to hear his ideas. Uh, my favorite so far, though, one of my favorite ideas was I guess you had been uh, drinking a few beers uh, with some friends, talking yeah. soccer, and you said, "Let's just do it." You were you were like, "Let's just push record and just start talking soccer." And I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "That could work sometime. Someday we will do that when yeah. we're in person." Yeah, so I, I do like that because yeah, you never know what could uh what could come out. Those, those yeah. sometimes can make for great conversations, and so yeah, maybe we'll do bonus that someday. Episodes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah bonus uh, an after hours episode, <laughs> if you yeah, will. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So that will do it for this episode. Uh, like I said before, episode ten, we finally made it double digits. Thank you for listening. Keep you know subscribing to all of our stuff or paying attention to our socials um, comes and goes. But like we've always said, as, as the team um, gets more active, we will too give us more to talk about both in writing and in words through your ear, ear holes. So yeah, check us out, email us with any questions, comments, like to hear from you every once in a while. We'll get a, an email always pleasantly surprised. Receive one. Uh, that's city sc report at gmail.com. So that's it for this time. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks to Joe and Ryan. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.